Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, it's Monique. I hope you're doing well. This is episode 98 of the Brown Vegan Podcast. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people transition in a way that feels good to them. And so what I love to do is share my tips, bring on guests to share their tips and experiences. And we just dive into topics concerning veganism, like overall the vegan lifestyle. I also love to chat about vegan entrepreneurship and wellness, overall wellness. So thanks for tuning in. I hope your day is going well. And uh, yeah, I'm here with a solo episode for you. Yes, solo. I'm trying to get better at doing more of these. But I have to say that the thing that kind of makes me hesitant is the fact that I feel like the episodes are going to be too short and you guys are used to episodes being like 40 to 45 minutes. And so that kind of held me up a little bit as far as putting out more solo episodes. But you know what? We're going to do it anyway. I'm not going to worry about it. And hopefully whatever um, information I put out for solo episodes, just, you know, even if it's not 40 minutes long, uh, is worth it. You know, hopefully it helps you. So that's all that matters, right? Oh, yes, it is Friday, March 29th. And I am on day six of Dr. Bobby Price's detox. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't believe. First of all, I can't believe that I'm doing this detox because I am someone who is just not necessarily for detox detoxing. I'm just like, uh-uh, I need to eat all my food. I need all of my calories. So the fact that I'm doing this detox to me is a win automatically. No matter how the results turn out, to me, this is a win. So, um... I actually met Dr. Price uh, early a few weeks ago and hearing him talk, he came to a book signing in DC and just hearing him talk about it and listening to other people's experiences who were in the audience with doing the detox, I was like, okay, let me go ahead and do it. I was actually going to wait until May when it's like really warm outside because I know that it'll be like an abundance of fruits and vegetables, you know, all of the things that I need for this detox. But um, when I looked at my schedule, I saw that I had like some traveling going on and I was like, okay, this is 28 days. Oh, did I mention that? Yes, I'm doing a 28 day one. (laughs) This is 28 days. So let me go ahead and just go ahead and get it done now. And so, um, yeah, I started it. uh, 
man, it's just been ups and downs. Of course, like I guess with any detox, first of all, it is there is truly the nastiest tea that I've ever had. And I know that a few people, when I went into it, a few people told me that it was not going to be very good, but baby, <laughs> I still wasn't prepared for it. It is just, oh, it's disgusting. But I had it this morning when I first woke up. I had my first one. I'm going to have my second one as soon as I finish recording this episode. And um, it actually didn't taste that bad to me. I try to make sure that I'm like distracted while I'm sipping it so I don't notice it as much. But yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's awful. I kind of wish that I started with 14 days and then built myself up to the 28 days. But you know, I'm here now. So I'm just going to go ahead and keep going with it. Um, so yeah, for today's episode, I wanted to talk about some tips on how to get your family to eat more plant-based meals because... Um, When I met Dr. Price, I ran into some of the ladies who were followers. Shout out to y'all if y'all are listening. And they were talking about being vegan and doing it with a family. And it just reminded me of some of those early feelings I had about this lifestyle and some of the drama that we went through as a family because I wanted everybody to be vegan and everybody was like, "Uh, hell no. (laughs) And when I say everybody, I'm talking about my husband and my three sons. They were like, hell no, we're not doing this with you. So I want to just share some tips on how to get your family to eat more vegan meals, even if they're not interested in being vegan. So yeah, just to give you a little bit of backstory, um, if, in case you're new to me, welcome if you are. I started my vegan journey in 2010. It was actually April 2010 after being a vegetarian for two years. And so during that time when I was a vegetarian, it did not affect my family at all because what I would do is I would still make the typical meal, you know, with like chicken and macaroni and cheese and some greens or something like that. I would make that for them and then I would eat whatever the side dishes were or I would make myself a veggie burger or, you know, like a stir fry or, you know, mushrooms. I would do different things for myself so in a sense it was like I was making two meals because even though it didn't take like a lot of effort for me to make a meal for myself it did in a way take effort because I had to think about okay what am I going to eat too so in my mind I'm making two different meals so like I said for those two years my decision did not affect my family it was just like you know they ate normal I never questioned what they ate and to be honest I did not try to get my family to be vegetarian because I was still trying to figure out like how this lifestyle was going to look for me so it was kind of overwhelming you know the idea of bringing them on board when I didn't even feel like I knew what the hell I was doing and I know you could probably relate to this if you are somebody who's trying to transition to vegan and you're making two different meals being vegetarian first I think actually kind of helped me more so than anything so when I decided to become a vegan I was so convicted about the fact that I did not want to cook meat at home I didn't want to cook dairy at home I didn't want to cook any of those things and so because of that I made a decision for my family that they were going to be vegan with me and not necessarily that they would be vegan with me, but it was more so of I'm only making one meal. So if you eat it, you eat it. If you don't, you don't. That type of attitude. And now that my kids are older and it's been like years later, I kind of feel like I did force it on them. (laughs) I know that's going to, I mean, it is what it is. I kind of feel like I did do that. Okay. I forced it. I forced the lifestyle on them. But at the time, I didn't really see it like that. It was more so of like, this is so important for us. This is so important for other animals. This is so important for the planet. This is so important long term for our family. I'm setting the foundation for my children. That's how I saw it. It was just, it wasn't like I... This isn't a bad thing that I'm forcing on them. I'm like, come on, this is helping. This is making it right for us as a family. And so 
they resisted the idea of being vegan, especially my middle son, Elijah. He's 15 now. But at the time, he was the one that was just like, you know what? <laughs> you think I'm eating this? I'm not. You know, he was so hardcore. He didn't even like vegetables at that time. So doing this with a family was such a struggle in the beginning. And I felt like I I knew that we were going to be able to get past it. But there were times where I was really second guessing myself because I just did not want the drama. I hate drama. I hate drama. I just didn't want the drama. And <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of pushed. I felt like I was just like really pushing it on them. And um, the more that I felt like I was pushing on my family, especially my kids, the worse it got, I felt like. And so when I kind of just like eased up and I wasn't like preaching as much, I felt like things got better, if that makes sense. And it wasn't even that I was planning to preach to them. I just was kind of pushing it like, you got to be healthy. We got to be healthy. We got to do this. We got to do this. And they're doing it the way that I was thinking that we had to do it was a mistake. So a, a perfect example of this is when I would make their back in the very early days, when I would make their school lunches, I would make them like, super super healthy school lunches and I was thinking I was really out here doing something like yes my kids are eating all this healthy food come to find out y'all they were throwing this lunch away okay we're not even eating it and the reason I found that this out is because I kept getting bills from the school like they would send me emails saying that I, the kids I need to add money to their lunch account and I'm like why need a what <laughs> I'm like what am I adding money to the lunch account for and I already sent lunch to school but it's because my kids were throwing the food away and so just early on making compromises and just figuring out what worked best for my family situation was so key and once I made that shift it made all of the difference in the world. I did not have to have so many battles with my kids, so many fights with my kids about food. One of my sons told me that the thing he hated about the lunches that I made is that it didn't look like anybody else's lunch. You know, at that age when you're like seven or eight, you want you don't want to fit in. You don't want to look different. And so what I did is I just changed, I just shifted it around. I said of making them like, energy balls that I was making like homemade ones with like dates and nuts and it was good, but not, not for a seven year old at school lunch. What I would do is I just made like peanut butter and jelly, which is typically vegan. And I made sure the bread was vegan and plains Lay's potato chips or something like that. But it was vegan and it looked like everybody else's food. So I would give them that. And then I made sure that they had like fresh fruit in their lunch. And then they would have like a, a bottle of water or something else. They would have some type of drink that was vegan. And so their lunch looked very similar to everyone else's, but it was vegan. And I think that was like a really important lesson for me. I have some actually have some like old videos from my YouTube channel that I can actually post um, for this blog post at brownvegan.com. If you want to check out some of the ideas for lunches, if you're struggling with that with your kids. But I think that it's so important for you not to waste so that you don't waste money and time just to make vegan options for them that are similar to what everyone else is eating. That's delicious, something that they won't throw away, because like I said, because that was the problem for our family. So even though this isn't necessarily a tip, I just kind of want to give you a backstory on like how things used to be and how we've gotten better with that over time. So yeah, I mean, technically, I guess that is a tip with lunches. And <laughs> I wasn't planning on making that a tip. But now that I said it, I guess that is a tip too, as far as school lunches, just making sure that it's, you know, appealing for your kids. I have six tips here. So let's go ahead and get into the tips. I think it's important for you to have a conversation with your children and your significant other about like why you're doing this and why and how you want this to look for your family. And it doesn't have to be like super formal, like, okay, this is why I want to do this. 
and this is how it would benefit our family and get some input from them as well. That was one of the things that I made the mistake of not doing. I just did it and I didn't really get a whole lot of input. And I think that that's why I received so much pushback from my kids when I did this is because I just kind of did it. And I think that having that level of respect is important long-term because then it just kind of establishes what this is going to look like for your family and why you want to do it. Even if you're not trying to be completely vegan with your family, just making some adjustments, I think is important to just have that conversation. So the second tip that I want to give you is letting you know that it is okay if you want to serve your family some of the meat alternative products that are out there. So, you know, brands like Field Roast and Gardein and Beyond Meat, like they make a lot of different products like, you know, crumbles and sausages and cheese. They make so many things that I feel like make life so much easier. And so I don't suggest that you eat this stuff every day. In fact, once a week is probably enough, but I think knowing that those options are available for you is just so key. I remember in the beginning, I used to try to give my family like Buddha bowls and they were just like, I'm good. Like I am not eating this <laughs> because it was such a big shift from going from like Chick-fil-A to eating a Buddha bowl. That's just too big of a shift. But, you know, having some of those, you know, chicken tenders and things like that stuff that felt really familiar to them was so helpful in the early days. Just, I mean, it's helpful for us now having those things, having those options. So just being able to add some flavor, some texture, and some variety is amazing. It's so important. I think those are the things that families miss out on. They, they feel like they're going to miss out on that. They feel like they're not going to be able to. A lot of people look at veganism as eating carrots and uh, wheatgrass, drinking wheatgrass. You know, they don't think that we have so much variety in this lifestyle. So showing some of those things early on were really important. One of my kids' favorite meals when they were really little I would get like the garden chicken tenders and I would steam some broccoli and roast some potatoes and they love that stuff. So just being able to let them know that, hey, this is what you like. I'm just gonna give you a vegan version of it is so helpful. It's like veganizing some of their favorite dishes, you know. I would take uh, the field roast sausages come in four links. By the way, I love this brand. So, I mean, everything they make is good, <laughs> field roast. So uh, I would take their four links of sausages and I would make a stir fry. We had like peppers and onions and broccoli, just different vegetables in there. And I would make sure the sauce was amazing. And then I would chop up some of that vegan sausage and put it in there because it made them feel like they were eating meat, even though they weren't, you know what I mean? I would add that in. Because the truth is with a family, I mean, I know there's so much information out there saying not to eat processed foods and things like that. And I get that. You know, I'm really working with myself to try not to eat as much processed foods. However, when you have a family, it's so different. I know you know this if you're somebody who's on this journey. It is so different. You can't just go from, you know, eating fast food to being vegan overnight when you have a family. It's, oh, the dynamics are so different. So do what works best for you. If it's easy for you to incorporate some of those, some of those meat alternative products that are out there, definitely do that. Do what works best for your family situation. So the next suggestion that I have for you when you're dealing with a family and you want to incorporate more vegan meals for them is to test out new recipes on nights that you have leftovers. I'm telling you, this is another thing that truly changed the game for me when I first went vegan with my family. Because I wasn't much of a cook before I went vegan, 
I used to, oh my goodness, I used to waste so much food and have so much headache because what I would do is I would make a recipe, right? A recipe that I had never made before. And I would be like, okay, I'm going to make this. They're going to love this food. I'm like slaving over this stove. It's going to be so good. And I would put it out on a table and everybody would be like, oh, hell no, not again. (laughs) She's still on this vegan kick, you know, like (laughs) so much drama, y'all, so much drama. So it would just really fuck with my ego. Like, I'm like, dang, these this family doesn't want this food. I I can't, I don't know what to do. So the thing that really helped me is I would test out new recipes on the days that we had leftovers because it gave me the confidence to really mess up in the kitchen and keep going anyway. So what I mean when I say that is, for instance, say I made like this big pot of spaghetti, right? And we had enough for leftovers. Now, I can't do that now. We don't have leftovers now because I got teenagers. But (laughs) when they were little, I could get away with that. So anyway, say I made this big pot of spaghetti and it was enough for leftovers or it was spaghetti and then something else for maybe the previous night. And I kind of just, you know, took two different leftovers and made dinner out of that. What I would do is cook something that I had never cooked before. And then if it was a fail, I had those leftovers in a refrigerator to fall back on. So it gave me the confidence to make mistakes. And I think you have to just understand that it's going to be a whole lot of a whole lot of mistakes in the beginning when you're doing this with your family, especially if you have multiple children. It's just it's just going to be something. I mean, just too many voices in your ear. So um, I did that a lot in the early days. In fact, I would still do that. I just don't really have to as much because my kids pretty I pretty much know what they want. Want, but that comes with years of experience. It's not something that you just gonna know right away. So yeah, that really, really helped. Just having those leftovers there, like I said, just gave me the confidence to just really allow myself to mess up in the kitchen. So the next tip I have kind of feeds off of what I just said, and that is the importance of letting majority rule when it comes to your cooking and meal planning and all of that in your house. If majority of the household loved the food or they liked it or they were willing to eat it, then I would make that dish again. Because one person, and don't stop the show. Don't let one person stop the show. Because <laughs> my middle son was always that one that was trying to stop the show. So if everybody else was okay with the food, I would make it again. So be okay with letting majority rule. Because especially if kids, you know how kids are. They change their mind every day. Like I, I used to hate when I would make something and I thought, oh yeah, I, I got a winner right here. Everybody like this. And then I would make it again and they'll be like, what is this? I don't like, I didn't tell you I like this. You know, so as long as majority of the household is on board, I I consider the recipe to be a win. Okay, that's how I look at it. So yeah. Another tip that I have when it comes to eating more, you know, vegan meals with your family is when you make a meal and your spouse or, you know, your significant other doesn't like the meal, make sure that you talk to them ahead of time and let them know to not say they don't like the food in front of the kids. <laughs> because I'm telling you, I know from my own experience, kids will feed off of that. So I would suggest just making sure that, you know, just have, just mention it in passing, just say, you know, when I start, I'm going to start cooking these vegan meals next week. Um, if you don't like it, it's okay that you don't like it, but make sure you tell me, you know, on the side when the kids can't hear because the, I'm telling you, y'all know how these kids are. They will play on that. They will play on that energy. So I would just suggest that you make sure that you have that quick conversation with your significant other and let them know what's going on so that they can give you your, they'll, so they can give you their honest opinion about meals when everybody else isn't around. 
Another tip that I have is to get your family involved in this process. So what I mean by that is get them involved in the meal planning, the grocery shopping, and the cooking. It doesn't have to be something that you do every single week, but I know for a fact from my situation that it made life so much easier when I got my son Elijah, my middle son. When I got him involved in this, he was more likely to eat the food. So what I would do is I would take him to the the grocery store and we would go in the produce department and I would let him pick out something that we've never had before or, you know, you know, any type of food we never had. And he would pick out something. We would Google and figure out how to cook it or how to use it. And then we would go home and cook it together. And he was trying new fruits and vegetables that he would have never tried because he cooked it and he was a part of the process. He did not reject it. It's kind of hard to reject something if you cook it and you help plan it. You know what I mean? So he kind of liked fruit, but he never liked vegetables. He likes them now, but he didn't back then. So I would always make sure that we did that. Like I said, it would be like once or twice a month, but it made a big difference long term. And so getting your family involved in that is super, super helpful. And I highly suggest that if you don't do anything else that I'm suggesting on these tips, do that. Get them involved in this process, because even if it's not about going vegan, just about them eating more fruits and vegetables. We know that's so important. So for the next tip, speaking of fruits and vegetables, the thing that really, really helped us um, in those early days, and and even now, because I have teenagers and they are just all over the place with food, y'all, oh my God, one of these days, I'm gonna do an episode on teenagers. Because that is just, ugh. Anyway, another thing that really helped us is the fact that my kids love juice and smoothies. So I would always like, you know, hide, quote unquote, hide some uh, vegetables in there. So when I made a smoothie, I would put a little spinach in there. When I made juice, I made sure that I put some greens in there. So it was a way for them to get some more fruits and vegetables. But they didn't feel like they were getting it because I made sure that the fruit was overpowering the vegetables. That's how you have to start to get everybody at least on the same page is I would make it super sweet and amazing. And then I would slowly take out less fruit, add more vegetables. And before... Before you knew it, they were having a lot of vegetables and didn't even realize it. And so that's what I did in those early days. So yeah, those are the tips I have. I don't even know how many tips I just went over. I want to say about seven (laughs) because I was thinking of stuff as I started talking. I started thinking of more things, but... I'm going to go ahead and just recap it then. Uh, Make sure that the lunches that you serve your kids for their school lunches are appealing. They're familiar. They're delicious. So important. Have a conversation with your family. It doesn't have to be intense, but just have some type of dialogue with them about why we're doing this as a family. And it doesn't even, you don't even have to use the word vegan. Just say, we're just going to eat more, a little more healthier things. You know, we're going to change some things around. It doesn't have to be vegan because you know, people are afraid of that word. So (laughs) just use whatever language you know would work best for your family. The next tip is let majority rule when it comes to uh, whether or not a recipe is good. You know, don't let one person stop the show because that one person will. So just let majority rule. The next one is test recipes on the days that you have leftovers. Have a discussion with your spouse on the side. If they don't like the food, don't let them talk about it in front of the kids. Incorporate some juice and some smoothies. That's a great way to get more vegetables without them feeling like they're doing the vegan thing. (laughs) Be okay with offering your family meat alternatives and take your kids to the store with you and let them be a part of this process. So if you want to go deeper, you want to do a vegan challenge with your family, definitely be sure to check out my vegan course that I put specifically that I put together specifically for families. That's available at veganfamily10.com. That's veganfamily10.com. 
Or you can go to my website at brownvegan.com. The link will be there as well. But this is a challenge that I put together for families. It's 10 days long. And I guide you through the process of getting your family to eat more vegan meals with you. At least if you're, especially if you're somebody who is looking to go vegan with your family, this will be perfect for you. Uh, recipes, tips, there's audios, there's videos, there's a little bit of everything in there. It's super affordable. So once again, go check it out at veganfamily10.com if you're interested so yeah, those are the tips that I have for you. I hope this was helpful. Come hang out with me on Instagram and let me know what you thought of this episode. And I'm actually thinking about doing one on meal planning, maybe possibly for a family. So if you want to hear that, let me know if that's something that you're interested in. But regardless, I will be back in less than a week. I'm working on it. <laughs> less than a week with another episode for you. The show notes for this episode are available at brownvegan.com under episode 98. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Have an amazing day. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.